Who's to blame for the Red Sox wishy-washy play this season? Is it Cora? Is it Bloom? Is it the players on the field? Is it the coaching staff besides Cora? Seems like a mix of a lot of different people as the Red Sox continue to play inconsistent baseball. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Red Sox. Thank you so much for making Locked on Red Sox your first listen of every day, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, host of the Boston Balling Podcast and former ESPN social media associate. Happy to bring you all another wonderful episode on this fine Wednesday of Locked on Red Sox, your Monday through Friday show for all things Boston Red Sox. This show is is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome to the show, everyone. Your show every day for your favorite Boston Red Sox Monday through Friday. This show is a lot of ups and downs because the Red Sox are a very up and down team. So there's going to be a lot of discussion today surrounding really who's to blame for the Red Sox struggles this season. I think there's a lot of different people that you can point to for certain things that might not be going as well as we would have hoped going into this season. So I'll be talking a little bit about that. I'll be talking about a man who hasn't been really talked about enough this season from a trust standpoint, Chris Martin out of the bullpen. And I'll be going over the upcoming schedule and what it's going to take for the Red Sox to win some of those games. So the Red Sox lately have been a very, very frustrating team to watch because from a talent standpoint, it feels like they are a lot better than what they're portraying on the field. And that could be for a variety of reasons. And, you know, it's hard to pin the blame on one person directly. You could blame Heim Bloom for his assemb- assemble of the team, not really accounting for too many injuries, primarily with the shortstop position and the fact that story got injured and not really seeming to have a plan for a full-time shortstop. And with Story's history with injuries, it's always hard to know for sure that somebody's going to be injured, but you do want to have, you know, a plan for in case something like that does happen. And with Trevor Story getting injured, it didn't seem like he really had a backup plan. So he did try to bring some people in. We've seen the, the infield, you know, go through a lot of changes this season because people are injured. So I do feel like the intent is there from Heim Bloom's standpoint to try to build a team that not necessarily is a World Series contender right now, but can at least be competitive with other teams. And it's frustrating because they are better than how they're playing right now. So you could blame Heim and say, you know, he hasn't invested enough in the current team and is focusing too much on rebuilding the farm system. That is why he is here. I believe that's why he was hired to be brought into this organization was to primarily focus on getting some solid prospects in the system and really making the Red Sox system a competitive one because 
they, after winning the 2018 World Series, didn't really have much of a farm system. So I believe he was brought in to really focus on fixing that. But they haven't exactly been transparent with what their goals are, which has been frustrating for me as a fan and also I'm sure for you as well, just to not really know where this team stands in terms of a direction. Are they trying to compete now? Are they trying to build around Devers and bring in some young talent to surround him with? I do think that is the direction they seem to go. There's a lot of young talent in the system. We've talked about some of them already on the show that will be coming up at some point and hopefully contributing and panning out. But the message wasn't altogether clear from the beginning. So you could blame Heim for maybe investing too much time in the farm system and not enough in the current team that's in place. But it's hard for me to place blame on him when I feel like there have been injuries and things kind of out of his control that have happened. I do believe this upcoming offseason is a big one for him, though. I think he needs to really use this offseason to get some talent in here that can help put you into that competitive ranking of we can be a World Series caliber team. If he doesn't do that this offseason and it just seems to be he's rolling with what he has and trying to wait until some of the young talent can come up in the system, then maybe there's some time to think about, hey, maybe we should move him and and bring somebody else in here who can invest in some top-notch talent to help us be a competitive team again. So I do believe he should get this offseason to prove himself. Um in what he can do for this team. The fact that they are, you know, struggling within their own division again is more to the fact that the division is as strong as it is this year. It's not necessarily really that the Red Sox are a bad baseball team because they're not a bad baseball team, but they're not a very good one either, but they are in a very strong division right now. So we knew going into the season that was going to be the case and that it'd be a hard division to compete with. So, you know, you can put some blame on Haim, but I do feel like with everybody's healthy, it is a team that can compete for a wild card, and they are pretty close still to being a wild card team. Cora, I think, should be on the hot seat because the way that he's managed a lot of the players, particularly from a pitching standpoint, um, hasn't been up to par this season, and he's made some mistakes from a managing standpoint that makes me wonder about his decision-making a little bit and whether he's able to motivate the team in the locker room, because, you know, it's hard to watch a game and really tell if there's good vibes going on with this team right now. I don't think there's bad vibes going on, but I don't know that they're maxed out in terms of, you know, their potential of what they can do because of the motivation in the locker room. So I do feel like we should be looking at the coaching staff particularly Alex Cora and and looking at how is he managing this team and should there be some changes made from a managing standpoint? I do believe Cora is a great manager. I've always been team Cora, um, but there needs to be some accountability. And I do feel like there has been situations where, you know, some of his managing decisions don't make sense. Um, But again, he has to work with what he has and with people being injured, that's another difficult thing. My main concern right now is the coaching staff around him. I think Fatse, the hitting coach, needs to be examined or looked at more closely because this offense is way too wishy-washy. They are hitting some days and not hitting on other days, so it's been really strange to you know, see that because we know what they're capable of. But it's, yes, every team that has a strong offense 
can go and have days where they're not hitting. But the fact that that happens so consistently for the Red Sox, even though we know what they can do, is a concern. So I believe that Fatsy is is to blame for some of that. And um, Dave Bush, the pitching coach, is another one I'm looking at and saying, hey, what's going on with this pitching staff? Are you not able to put pitchers in a situation to succeed as best as they can? And we're starting to see some results with some of the younger pitchers like um, Whitlock and Bayo and Houck. But overall, this pitching staff is not incredibly strong and hasn't been this season. And so I'm wondering if he's somebody who just doesn't know how to really elevate the talent and get the most out of them. So when I'm looking at people to blame primarily for what's going on with the Red Sox right now, I'm looking at particularly the coaching staff surrounding Alex Cora. And I'm also looking at the players. The players need to perform. Ultimately, at the end of the day, they're the ones on the field. And if they're not playing up to what they're capable of, that is on them. Um, And so they need to be able to show up every day and play Red Sox baseball the best that they can. And if they are not doing that, then that is on the players. So I do put some blame on the players as well for this. Um, I'm not saying the players are completely in the clear, but to summarize everything, my biggest concern right now and blame is the supporting coaching staff around Cora. I think there needs to be some adjustments to that in the offseason um, this year, and I, and I hope that they do fix that. I think Cora, you know, is taking a lot of heat this season. I don't necessarily think he's a bad manager. I do think he's made some questionable decisions, but he has shown that you know, he's capable of winning. So I do believe he deserves another chance after this year, but I do think his leash is getting a little bit shorter than it used to be. So let's try to get some, you know, good coaching talent around him and the players need to perform at the end of the day. That is what it is. The players need to perform. So as of right now, those are the people I'm putting the most blame on, but that could change over time. You know, if this off season comes around and I'm bloom, you know, doesn't invest in a lot of strong talent to surround with his current players like Devers, that is your franchise player, then maybe this conversation is different. So we'll see what happens in the offseason. But I do believe there needs to be changes of some sort. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about a guy out of the bullpen who's been very underrated this season, but has been a huge help for the Red Sox. And that is Chris Martin. So I'm going to be talking about that coming up next. But have If you haven't heard of Game Time, this app is fantastic. Have you ever been in a situation where you're trying to get tickets last minute for something and it's a huge struggle? I know there's been multiple times where I've been trying to go to a Red Sox game last minute, but it's impossible to find relatively priced tickets or find the best seats for me to sit in. So Game Time will have you covered. Um, they, you know, they don't want to make it stressful for you. And they make it really easy so that you can get last minute tickets for good prices and good seats. So the last time I used the game time app, I was able to go to a Red Sox game. And obviously all the seats are pretty good at Fenway Park, but I was able to sit three rows back in right field. Um, And so it was a really, really good offer and a really good deal for me. And I didn't spend that much money on it either. So it's an easy to navigate app. They'll give you a lot of options and It'll really help make the the ticket purchasing experience easier. Snag the tickets without a, the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. 
last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. They really will have your back on this. I, I I've used it and and I've enjoyed it. So they really will have your back and and help you out through the ticket purchasing process. So I highly recommend downloading the Game Time app. Anytime you want to get tickets to something that goes for concerts, sporting events, any event that you can really imagine that you'd have to purchase tickets for, they'll have you covered. So definitely check it out and, um, you know, let me know about your experience because it does truly make it an easy experience for everybody. So I want to talk about Chris Martin because this man hasn't gotten enough credit for his performance out of a bullpen this season that has been a little bit shaky overall, partly due to injuries and just players really struggling. And you have players like Kluber and Pavetta in the bullpen who really haven't had a good season and have been struggling. So you need consistent players in the bullpen who can be trusted on a consistent basis. And I throw Chris Martin into that category. He's a pitcher. When I see that he's warming up to come into a game, I get excited about it because he's somebody that I truly, truly trust and feel like he can come out of the bullpen and get the job done. And so for me, I look at him as one of my top trusted bullpen pitchers. I would say if I had to make a list of people I trust out of the bullpen right now, he would be at the top. And, you know, I don't take that statement lightly. There's there's a lot of pitchers who have been pretty good for the Red Sox, but I absolutely, without a doubt, trust Chris Martin when he's coming in to pitch. He's proven all season that he can be consistent and that he can get the job done. So, I mean, I really like him. When the Red Sox picked him up, I thought it was a good signing. I wasn't sure what to really expect from him at this point in his career, but he's been really, really good. 190 earned run average, 9Ks in June, and only three earned runs given up. Um, he's recorded a save. Um, so it, when the Red Sox bullpen, you know, is assembled and you take every piece from it, I do, for the most part, trust Kenley Jansen. I believe that he's, you know, somebody who will find a way to get the job done. He might not always make it easy, and there might be some near heart attacks in there when he's pitching, um, but he usually most of the time does get the job done, and that's refreshing for the Red Sox because they haven't had a true closer in a while that they can really rely on to come out of that bullpen and close out games and really lock it down. So I do trust Kenley as well. Um, you know, I love John Schreiber. Obviously he's been injured, but he's a really good piece to have out of the bullpen. Um, and then Winkowski has had his struggles recently. He was looking good to start the season, but recently he hasn't really been the same pitcher that we've seen. So it's been hard to watch him struggle when he comes into pitching games. So he's moved a lot lower on my trust scale right now. Brennan Bernardino is definitely somebody who I can trust for the most part as well. I mean, he's been he's been pretty solid, 238 ERA, 22 strikeouts. So, you know, he's not quite up Chris Martin level, but he's a close second behind him. I do feel like when he comes into games, I generally feel pretty good about it. But the thing that I really, really like about Chris Martin is he doesn't panic under pressure, and he can pitch in those crunch time situations and be relied upon to do it. I mean, he could pitch the eighth and ninth inning together and wouldn't really be sweating about it. Or you can put him in when the bases are loaded 
and you can trust that he can come in and get that last out that you need to end that crucial inning for the Red Sox. So if they're in crunch time and they need somebody to come into the game and not give up any runs, he's the guy I'm looking to. And he's the guy that I'm, um, you know, saying, hey, I trust him to come out of the bullpen the most out of anybody here. That being said, I do believe, you know, he's a name to look out for come the trade deadline. Um, like I've talked about before, we don't know if the Red Sox are going to be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline. Last year, they did a mix of both which they should not do this year. They need to either pick one path or the other. I feel that if they continue to play the way that they're playing now and they're just, you know, at at 500, flirting with a little bit over 500 all season, that's not a team to me that can go deep into the playoffs. And there's a lot of good teams out there. And when they played the Rays last time, that series just showed me the difference between the Rays and the Red Sox right now. In terms of ability, the Rays are just a better and more complete baseball team right now. So if they're going to have to face teams like that in the postseason, that's just tough to compete against. I mean, if the Red Sox were to squeeze into the third wild card, that would mean playing the winner of the Central, which on paper appears like it would be a great matchup for the Red Sox, but they've struggled against the AL Central this year so far. So that's not necessarily a good thing for Boston if they end up having to face a team in the AL Central because that has not exactly been their strong suit. So if you go into a playoff series and the Red Sox decide to be buyers at the deadline just to make it into a wild card spot, if they don't really have the pieces to go deep this year, then just don't do it and you know trade away guys who have a lot of value and can get you a good return. And I do feel like Chris Martin has been having a strong enough season where he could serve as a great rental on a contending team this year. So if the Red Sox really don't feel like they're going to go all in, which I don't believe that they, you know, should if they keep playing like this, then then focus on, you know, looking for a trade for him that can get you some good prospects in return. Because if I'm a contending team who is in a wild card spot and genuinely has a chance to maybe go all the way in October, He's somebody I'd want out of my bullpen as like a good, solid, you know, seventh, eighth inning bridge guy to your closer. He could be a good piece out of any bullpen. So when I'm thinking about people on the Red Sox roster who could be on the move at the trade deadline, I think his name is a name that hasn't necessarily been brought up a lot among analysts in conversation, but is a name I think is important to shed light on just because he's been so reliable for the Red Sox. And yeah, it would be unfortunate for the Red Sox to not have somebody like that in their bullpen anymore. But if they're focusing on getting a good return for some prospects, he is a guy that you should aim to move because it's going to be better in the long run for the Red Sox. If they do that, Um, obviously if they think they're going to be in contention and they can really make a true run in October with this group that they have, then keep him because it would be a mistake to move him. If not, because he is somebody who can get you, some wins down the stretch in games when it's a close game and they need somebody reliant out of the pen. So I'm a big Chris Martin fan. I think he's been a little underappreciated this season. Um, So hopefully he continues to do what he's doing because that could be really, really beneficial for the Red Sox come later on and come postseason time. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about the Red Sox upcoming schedule. Tough, tough stretch here coming up and it's going to be a really, really make or break stretch, I believe 
for the Red Sox in terms of showing if they are the real deal or not. Can they compete with these contending teams or can they not? So I'm going to be just looking at their next few series, what it's going to take to win those series and what it might mean if they do. But don't forget to follow Locked on Red Sox on all podcast platforms, wherever you prefer to listen to your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or YouTube, or any other podcast platform that you are listening to the show on as we speak. Please, please, please subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating, listen to the episodes. There's just a lot to be talked about with this team. Baseball is a long season. Anything can really happen. I'll be there on the whole roller coaster that the Red Sox choose to give us all season long. So check out the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. Follow me on Twitter at Gabby Hurlbut 10, or you can follow my Instagram at Gabby underscore Hurlbut 10, where I do sports talk on all of those platforms with people and talking about the Red Sox and games and frustrations. And I'm here as a venting mechanism if you need to go off about something going on with the team, or I'm here to talk positive if you feel really good about something going on with the team and you want to share it. Definitely let me know. My door is open. I enjoy talking to other fans and having these conversations. So check out the show. Check me out on social media and continue to follow and continue to share it with your friends and family. We will have a lot of fun with the rest of this season. I promise, even if the Red Sox don't make it fun for us to watch games, we'll we'll, we'll have a good time on this show. I can assure you of that. Speaking of the Red Sox schedule and just the up and down that they've been having, they have a tough, tough stretch coming up. Obviously, two more here against the Marlins. Let's hopefully try to win this series and, you know, end that series at home on a high note. Um, They definitely need it after the frustrating last series that they had in Chicago. It would just be great for them to get another, you know, winning series um, in the books because the last two series have just been incredibly frustrating against beatable teams. So let's hope they can pull it together and um, grab a series win here. But it's a tough schedule. I mean, three at the Blue Jays, which we all know are a good team. I believe the Blue Jays are, you know, underperforming a little bit for what they should be but they're still a very, very strong team and they play the Red Sox well and they are a contending team in my eyes. So you need to play good baseball against them. I mean, Toronto's Toronto, they're good and they have a strong lineup, even if they haven't really shown that a lot of the season. They do have the talent. So I see that lineup being able to go off at any time. So they need to be locked in and they really need to um, hit, 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 because the bats being all, you know, Jekyll and Hyde like they have been is not a way to win series against teams like Toronto and other good teams in baseball. So, you know, winning two of three there would be huge. Hopefully they can pull that off and hopefully they can do that. And hopefully the bats kind of get back up to what we've seen for a lot of the season that we know they're capable of. So, you know, three at Toronto and then they have the Rangers for three who have the number one run scoring offense right now in baseball. Um, They're very, very solid. They're, they're a really good baseball team. They're winning their division as of right now. Um, And they will hit, you know, they, they can put up a lot of runs on any given day. So the pitching is really going to have to lock in for the Red Sox in that series because um, they will hit the ball and they will make pitchers work. So that's going to have to be a really pitchy, heavy pitching, heavy series in, in terms of the Red Sox pitchers need to be locked in and need to be able to um, limit the damage. 
because something that the Rangers are very, very good at is their plate discipline and having a lot of really strong hitters who will work pitch counts and score a lot of runs. So it could be a mess for the Red Sox pitching staff if the starters aren't able to go deep into games and they're forced to tire out their bullpen earlier on in the series. It's just not going to be good for the rest of the series. So that to me, the pitching is going to be so important for the Red Sox if they want to grab that series because the Rangers, you know, they, they've they been having a good season as we all expected because of the offseason moves that they made. And they've been craving, you know, that division title for a while. So they're playing good baseball. Then theoretically, three against the A's that the Red Sox should win, but we do find ourselves having conversations with the Red Sox struggling against teams that they should win. So the that series should be a you know a nice little positive boost in case those series against Toronto and the Rangers don't go well they should have a little pick me up against the A's and should be able to easily handle that series but again you never know with this team because they're so up and down so if they can't win a series against the A's and that's concerning to me and that's just another conversation for another day um, so win that series, and then they go against the Cubs, who are under 500 right now, but they have been playing a lot better baseball as of late. They seem to be locking in a lot more, and they're figuring out what works for them and what doesn't. So they're facing a Cubs team, you know, in a couple of weeks that's in a good spot right now. Whether they that continues, we won't know. But if that does continue, that could be a harder matchup for the Red Sox than we think. So. That Cubs team, it's going to be interesting to see where they're at for that series because they could give the Red Sox a run for their money in that series. And, you know, um, for the Red Sox, it's the start of another road trip. It's it's a, back to late games, West Coast games uh, after that. So it'd be nice to start that series off strong with a win and then carry that momentum into the rest of that road trip because, um, you know, Coming back from that road trip, which then goes to the A's after the Cubs, then you have the Mets and Braves at home, which obviously are both, you know, the Mets have had their struggles this season, but talent-wise, they should be doing better than they are. So I could see them giving the Red Sox a hard time. And obviously, the Braves are a good team. The Red Sox had a really good split against the Braves earlier this season. So maybe they can do that again. But either way, you know, these upcoming few series here are going to be absolutely crucial if the Red Sox want to stay in the wild card race. And it's a good test against teams that likely will be playoff teams. So, you know, I'm looking at the Red Sox and I'm saying, you know, they are trying to hang in there, trying to be in the mix, but this Jekyll and Hyde inconsistency absolutely needs to stop. They can't continue what they're doing um, now and, and hope that they can, you know, be successful later on. They have to be able to win these games and win these series. And that starts with finishing up this series against the Marlins on a strong note and, and wrapping up this series with a win. And then it's a matter of just locking in because if they can't win these next few series, that to me is going to send a clear message that they're just not it. I still am not giving up hope because I still believe that they have the capability of being a team that can make the postseason um, because I feel that the talent level on the roster is capable, but whether they can play consistently enough is an issue itself. And if they get absolutely smoked by the Rangers and Blue Jays, then I think we know that they just simply are not where they're supposed to be yet. It, it, like, you know, in terms of being a playoff team and that they're just not there yet. And then we can focus more on what they should be doing at the trade deadline to 
kind of focus on the future. So it's really, really these next few series are crucial. They're against over 500 teams who likely, um, you know, could be in the playoffs with the Blue Jays and the Rangers. So let's go out and win those series. Let's just start winning some games here because this is getting frustrating, just not knowing, you know, what version of the Red Sox is going to show up on a nightly basis. So it'd be awesome to have a team that can really, really start to play good baseball, strong baseball. I mean, look at the Reds and what they've done to turn things around since the beginning of the season. They were struggling and now they're winning their division and they went on a red hot 12 game win streak. And then that came to a close against the Braves, who are also very good, but they're starting to click and figure things out. If the Red Sox can get to that point where they're clicking, which we did think at one point that they were, and then they just slipped right back into their old ways. If they can get to the point where they're clicking, then, you know, we were talking here about everything that I've talked about in this show. The overarching theme of this episode is there needs to be more consistency. And if not, and this continues all season, what do they do to change that? So this is something that we'll be revisiting, I'm sure, some other times, you know, throughout the rest of the season, because, um, you know, this is this is the time now to really know where this team is at. And can they be trusted? And I'm not, you know, 100% confident at the moment. So let's let's grab some series wins. Let's have confidence that they can. Let's have faith and go Red Sox. Catch you all on the flip side.